0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Not Your African Cliché. Um, Today we have two amazing guests on our episode on our show so i would like you guys to introduce yourselves first uh
1: um i'm mami i'm from ghana yeah okay and then my name is mama <laughs> and i'm from okay. ghana too we're sisters
0: oh <laughs> well, welcome mama and mommy um our episode today is about um culture and traditions and we're going to go around, um, introduce ourselves again. We all know that you know us well, but we'll say our names again. And I'm going to ask everyone to tell us their favorite traditional food and what exactly it is. So tell us what your name, where you're from, and your favorite traditional food. So whoever wants to start
2: can go first. Okay, I'll go. Hey guys, <laughs> it's Donieka, aka Yeka O. And my favorite traditional food that is a hard question because I love everything. But if I were to choose, <clears throat> it would be a soup. And it would be okra soup. And people over here call it okra. But where we're from, it's called okra. <laughs> and um so yeah. <laughs> that would be it. Uh yeah yeah, that'll be it. That'll be it. I'm from Nigeria. Where in Nigeria? So I'm from Anambra State. Where in Anambra State? <laughs> yeah. Okay, since we're doing genealogies and going way back to our roots, I'm from Obosi, which is a town in Idemili North Local Government Area of Anambra State. Fantastic. Would you like my house? Yeah, if your address. You want addressing. to supply that
3: information? <laughs> <laughs> Social security number and <laughs> code. Uh <laughs> <pass>. <laughs> Um okay, so hi everyone. My name is Ifeoma and I'm from Nobi in Anambra States in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I I think well, actually I don't think I know for sure <laughs> that my favorite like food from home is um this, a soup also like because I mean, favorite food a soup called insala soup mm. <laughs> that's <laughs> like and and I think it's I mean I think a lot of our some of our listeners are from the states and I think when they hear soup there's this it means something different to Americans than it does to you know mm-hmm. people from Nigeria people from Ghana it means something different um, but so the soup I'm, I love is insala soup and it's also known as white soup because. Some other soups are maybe like palm oil and it gives it that reddish color. Whereas, like, salad soup, you don't make it with palm oil. Uh, but it's my favorite soup and I love it with catfish and mm-hmm. pounded yam. Just give me some pounded yam mm-hmm. on the side. Give me some salad soup mm-hmm. with catfish. Give me a bowl of water to wash my hands. What the hell? Lift that. You know, and I'm good to go. Like, every time I go home, I'm just like, can we please just, like, make some masala soup? Oh, sorry. And this one just came to me. My second favorite food, abacha. (laughs) Ah, yes. Abacha is my favorite, one of my favorite foods. Ah, man, I can go on and on. (laughs) Obviously, as you can tell, I'm a foodie. (laughs) Ah, man, abacha. Yes, yes, yes. Which, I guess... In English, I guess you can call it like It's like shredded Cassava And like you dry it And then to make it like you soak it It becomes softer and you mix it with palm oil And you know put crayfish mm. d- Different types of fish mm. And ah it's Oh my gosh <laughs> Now I'm hungry, all of it and, uh, Somebody else talk about, <laughs> about Their favorite food
1: It's hard um, Let me see My favorite food is probably bangku and tilapia. You stole mine. How did I steal yours? It can also be your favorite food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite food is probably bangku and tilapia. It's like Mm. maize molded into a ball, the bangku. And Uh tilapia is just regular tilapia fish grilled with a lot of pepper. Yeah, that's probably my favorite Ghanaian dish. So since she stole mine, mine is fufu and um light soup. So fufu I don't even know. It's I guess yam, pounded yam and um cassava and plantain mm-hmm. usually. And then the light soup is like tomato soup but it's like got a lot of pepper.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. I guess. That's not my favorite but like, you know.
0: So wait, ma- Mama, you were talking about light soup. I'm actually very interested in this. So
1: um, light soup is like a hotter version of um, tomato soup, like it's really spicy, and yeah, but it goes with like goat, fish, chicken, um, all types of fish actually, and then
0: wait. So so Mama, I was I was on your... I, so I follow you on Snapchat, and I remember you posted a picture of. I think it was fufu and some soup. Was that what you posted? I
1: was like, oh Charlie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. To come out. <laughs> I was like, wow, what is a delicious thing that the mama has posted? Like it was full of different kinds of meat. I was kind of scared. I wasn't the only one who posted. <laughs> <listened. laughs> it was packed with meat. I was like, okay, this is for one person. <laughs> Okay. Well, this is Amayo speaking. I also noticed that I don't introduce myself regularly, so I'm going to start doing that now. So this is Amayo, and I'm from Cross River State, Calabar, to be precise. And my favorite meal has to be, so if not a soup, I'll leave soups because we've all talked about soups, but it'll probably be and cocoa. Which I'm really yes, not sure so. how to explain it like, I would not say it's like a porridge, but not really mm. it's made mm. of um, oh my God, I just had this thing on the tip of my tongue. It's me, I it in water leaf so, so it's not so you wrap so it's a so made of um ground cocoyam, yes, so you you but you grind cocoyam blend it whatever, make it into a paste, wrap it in um, I guess you could use water leaf, mm no not no not, not really not water leaf, um. And it's cooked with like periwinkles and different kinds of meats yeah. and tiny snails, and it's just delicious. I don't know how it's, I just have to taste it to know. I, I, I can't explain it any further. but yeah, it's, an, it's a traditional epic dish, also mm. popular to popular with the um, Ibibios even though I, I say that they steal everything from us, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my favorite. And so I'm just going to do a brief intro on um Nigeria because that's where we're from. But then hopefully Mama and Mammy could also chip in with Ghana and um uh. give us a few like fun facts of brief facts before we we fully enter the episode. So um Nigeria has over two hundred and fifty ethnic groups. Like that blows my mind. I can't even imagine more than fifty. I don't even know what other ones are coming from because <laughs> just doing
3: the most. I, seriously, like
0: I, I know, I know it's a very populous country, but two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. ethnic groups, bruh. Like, I really want to meet somebody, like people from all these different places. Um And I was doing some research, and some places say that over, some people, some places say over two hundred different languages are spoken. I read somewhere that over five hundred different languages are spoken, and. Okay. I, and I, it just makes me feel bad because I can't speak any traditional language, which is very, very sad, very, very poor of me. Mm. And to think mm. that there are over, or well, some some, some places will say over 500 different languages. Mm. Wow. That's just, shame on me. Seriously, shame mm. on me. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's like the brief intro I'll give. We'll go into other stuff later. But um, Mama, guys want to give us anything from Ghana. Any fun facts before we go in? Or do you want to save it for the end? Uh,
1: yeah, for the end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah the anticipation it kills me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Or do you guys do you and do if you and what? I think my mom wants to do it now. So she can go ahead. Okay, and do that. you
1: guys can go. Okay, so um before this, I did, like, a bit of research because, yeah, you know, I had to <laughs> make sure that I was saying the right thing. Yeah. Apparently, we have, um, like, I think it's five ethnic groups, but then within that, they're, like, subdivisions of the, um, okay. you know, of our cultural heritage, which has, like... Um, Within those groups, like the language that is spoken is like similar. So that's how come like they are divided okay. like that. And um we I we were um the first African country to gain independence.
0: Oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Go Ghana. Okay, we're happy for you guys. No enmity or jealousy. <laughs>
3: Actually, I have a question. Mame, what are the five ethnic groups?
1: Okay, so, okay. you can go. Speak. Isn't it I can't away. I can't, I can't away. Yeah. Hausa. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I only know three. So, there's... See, to be honest, right? Like, I don't really know how to pronounce it, so I don't want to massacre, like, the... You know? <laughs> <laughs> Gaya yeah, there's Gaia Dangbe, and then there's um, Mole Dangbani, and then Dagmani, yeah. yeah, and then Guan, or something like that. Mm. Yeah, so ah. those are the five.
0: Ah. Ah. So, which ethnic group do you guys belong to? Akan. We are Akan. Akan. It's the best, man. Now, of course, is that the majority in Ghana?
1: Yeah, the majority of Ghana. Uh,
0: kind of, mm. Fee, were you going to add something else or Onyeka?
3: Yeah, no, but when they were talking, this just reminded me that even though there are like however many ethnic groups in Nigeria, that there are three like uh, like mm-hmm. major ones: so Ibo, Hausa, and Yoruba. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Amaya, to your ethnic people, but <laughs> it's okay.
0: Well, Minority is real, anyways. It's cool.
3: <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> If you say so. (laughs) This episode is turning
2: out great, Um, but yeah, that just—I just wanted to put that out there. Thank you. Anything from you, Yekao? um, no, not not right now. (laughs) That's cool. I'm sure there's something, and my father's gonna listen to this. I'd be like, I (laughs) apologize. No, it's fine. I think I think your knowledge (laughs) will shine
0: through as we go on. It's all right. (laughs) So So. I think I'm going to join jump into the next um, my next question i'm very curious to find out how so your culture and your background and your upbringing how those have shaped you into the person that you are um and how they've influenced you growing up um your daily lives etc etc
1: this is mommy or ab
0: um so
1: i guess for My sister and I, our stories would probably be a bit similar because obviously we grew up in the same house. We had like a up and down childhood kind of because we were moving all over the place because of the nature of my dad's job. So we were, my mom was born in England, I was born in Ghana, but then I went to England. We stayed there for like three years, moved to Mm. South Africa, stayed there for about six years moved to oh, Ghana, wow. stayed here for high school, for a bit of, like, probably, like, too. the end of junior high to high school. Mm-hmm. And then um, we went to uni in the US. So, like, it's just been a lot of readaptation to different cultures here and there, and having to learn how to relate to different groups of people. So, I think in terms of getting along with people, it's a bit easier for us because of that part of our upbringing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: we had a strong presence of our mother, and since we, it was when we actually settled in Ghana that um, our father became a bit more present. So, um, I mean, you know, sorry to cut you no, off. You. This is Mama, by the way. Um, <laughs> even though like we had that um kind of upbringing like that you know those african parents and the um african mothers like that discipline was still there you know (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't easy (laughs) sometimes you run away you know go and hide somewhere so that they won't come it i was so rebellious it was was bad i was very very rebellious yeah so i feel like um (laughs) It's still, like, it's, even though we moved around a lot, like, that um, respect, like, respect your elders, even Mm -hmm. though sometimes they may be saying things that you don't necessarily agree with, you know. Respect your elders and do all those things. It still, like, was part of our upbringing. And I think that, um, I know that in um, America, it's kind of frowned on, like, spanking your children. I think that it helped me, it shaped me. You know, I don't think I'll do that to my children But I mean, yeah, I think it helped In a way, you know, to shape us To know that, yeah, what we're doing is actually Really wrong. Yeah, so definitely, definitely We did just the I think there are a lot of um, Customs that run through Like African cultures in general Like example, what Mama Said about respect for elders And Mm -hmm. Not using your left Left hand to talk to people or To take stuff from people or um, pointing, pointing, just all the. I think those are like things that run through African cultures generally. So,
0: I've always yeah. wanted to ask, like, what is like, where did that left hand thing come from?
1: Your left hand to, to wipe, wipe, wipe your, your bum. bum when <laughs> oh, you're...
2: interesting. Yeah, that's what I heard too. By using like,
1: your left hand, you're telling the person that they're equivalent to your tool. <laughs> you <know? laughs>
0: See, it's it's funny because I've I've heard I think I've heard that before. I just thought that that was just a joke or like I don't know like a substitute answer for the real thing. I thought there was something deeper than that.
3: Mm. It just shows you that shade existed before <laughs> you now because that shade because back then if somebody's in their left hand they're just it's, it's shading you without saying it
2: right. <laughs>
1: when I moved to Ghana initially I was in the classroom and I raised my left hand to talk and the teacher oh my god I thought he was going to slap me he he was like he turned into like a monster right there and then like once he saw my left hand I don't respect I don't blah 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 and at that time I actually didn't know anything about left hand right hand
2: mm. alright thank you guys for sharing anybody um, else want to jump in Um, I'll go Yeka over here Um, and just thinking back to growing up so although you know like I said I'm from Anambra State which is in southeast um, I grew up in Lagos so a lot of my I would say um, my formative years had both Igbo culture and then some Yoruba culture in addition to you know the culture of you know my neighbors or whatever so when you were talking about respect Mame and Mama. Um, I was just thinking about when I would go visit, you know, my friends whose parents were Yoruba. I would like, you know, kind of do the whole not kneeling per se, (laughs) but I don't know how to describe the motion. Like it, like it,
0: like it's (laughs) slightly dropping
2: to me. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. And then you know, our neighbors were Urubo, so when I would go to their house, you know, you greet them in their language, Mm -hmm. Miguor. You know, so just those little things I was able to pick up from the different cultures. Um, So even now, like, (laughs) it's just something I can't shake off. I remember the first time um, in college when my professor was like, everyone needs to come to her office to do, uh, what's it called, office hours. She wanted to get to know us and blah, blah, blah. And I was just, like, petrified the whole time because I'm like, how do I greet you? Like, do I say, like, good afternoon, ma? Like, it was was such... (laughs) It was a really tough time, you know, at the moment. Um, and if she listens to this, going to be like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, so just being able to respect my elders in the way their culture kind of demanded. So
0: yeah, That's so funny that's because sad. like same I thing with growing up. Um, anybody that's older than you, significantly older than you, whether you're related or not, is auntie mm-hmm. or uncle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Yeah. you can't. I mean, I just don't remember ever calling any of my aunties or uncles by their first names. It's just not done. <laughs> like, it was. <laughs> I can't even I, I can't serious. imagine it seriously. Like I, I think they would think I'm crazy. No, it's the
3: way you said it exactly. Like that, it is
2: not. done. be <laughs> uh, like. access does will not, not be pleased. <laughs> it
3: is not done. I think one of the memories I have is just of, like, how my aunties and my uncles and pretty much everybody, like, including my parents, were, like, very involved in my upbringing. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, I think that's also one of the differences between, like, life in the States and life in most African countries, but from experience Um, Nigeria is that life at home in Nigeria is not an individual experience Mm -mm. at all. There's Mm -hmm. no individual, there's no personal space, (laughs) there's no minding your business. None of that exists, you know, Mm -hmm. and so just growing up in that environment where everybody's in your space, everybody is helping you raise your child, you know, it's like it takes a village to raise a child and literally it takes everybody from your neighbors, from your aunties and your uncles coming over and like having even to the point where it's like even detrimental, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but everybody just having a say in what happens in your life. Um and and also just like to echo what Anika said. Also like respect just being a really huge part of my culture and just how I address you know, even now, like, my professors, like, it's even weird, like, and sometimes I think about it, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I'm really calling my boss by his first name. <laughs> like, it is not, it yeah. is not done at home. Like, you don't call your parents by your first name. You don't call your aunties, your uncles, even like your cousins that are like, maybe say, I don't know, 10 years older than you. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in some ways, like, how, and I think, I mean, I, I love my culture, but in some ways there, I've seen some, cons to the way I was raised in the sense that, um, sometimes like what my mom or like my aunt have to say, like has a lot of weight, um, even Mm. more than my own, you know? Um, and so sometimes they really have like a huge part to play in my life. Um, but it's also been good. I think, you know, the pros to that is just being in like, communal yeah. living, just, like, having so many people involved, and, like, Christmas and a couple of episodes, we talked about, like, holidays at home, and Christmas being one of those times where, like, everybody, like, extended family, you we all, we all come together, and it's just such a great time seeing cousins and whatnot. Um, yeah, so I guess, like, the takeaways: is the community is just a really big part of my life mm-hmm. now, and just, like, being very respectful, even when somebody older is... <laughs> Does't seem deserving line. exactly out of line, <laughs> but still being respectful in spite of that, um,
2: yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. um Yika, over here, I think another thing I mean I don't know if it's necessarily cultural, mm. yeah, I'll just claim that it cultural. <laughs> it's just this idea of being very industrious okay. mm-hmm. and like working always like nonstop, stop just working. Always working, trying to do something, whether it's a trade or whatever it is, and I think just seeing my parents always be like that, and like I said I don't know if it's necessarily cultural or just like a Nigerian frame of mind, but um that even now you know, I always feel like I need to be doing something, I can't just like chill you know there always has to be something going on hmm um, I,
3: yeah. I, this is anyway, I almost want to push back on that because I think. I remember thinking how, like, that mindset is very American. <laughs> um, That, like, really? that, like, busyness. Whereas, like, at home, hmm. and I read this article by, I believe her name is Shiba Ayaun, hmm. on, like, how hustling in Lagos. Like, I feel like there's hustling, and then there's, like, this busyness where, like, you're always busy. I don't know. You're always doing something. Whereas, like, even taking a break feels like, um... Like, you shouldn't be taking a break. And I sometimes, like, even at work, I sense that sometimes we're, like, we're taking a break and people are just, like, okay, one hour is up. We got to go. We got to go. Like, almost feeling guilty for taking that hour break Um or however long the break is. Whereas, like, at home, I feel like people are more willing to relax and have a good time and enjoy and sit back. Um, but at the same time, still hustling, if that makes sense. Like, people still, like, have fun mm-hmm. and, like, chill and relax and, like, lounge in other people's houses and go and just, like, talk for hours and end. But still having that spirit of hustling.
2: Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. That, I, don't, I mean, I just know my mom has just always been like on the go. My dad always on the go. So I guess coming to America didn't really help mm-hmm. <laughs> my on the go lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You and your busy self. But yeah. yeah.
0: But no, that's cool. It, it's so funny how I asked that question, but I didn't really prepare an answer myself. <laughs> Um, but I was just thinking like there's one thing that like, my mom always says, like no matter where you go, um, never forget where you came from. Which is funny because me, my dad is mm. from Cross River, my mom is from um Imo State, So I don't know and I live in Lagos, so I'm not sure which one she refers she's referring to. <laughs> but I'm guessing she just means Nigeria, obviously. Um, and all the um values that have been instilled in us with so everything that everybody has said respect um you know knowing how to address your elders and using your right hand to give people things and just how to treat people in general i feel like nigerians are very hospitable people um so that's like one thing that i've always grown up with so my mom loves entertaining people and we always have a guest in the house and you know if there's anybody that i know that's in need always trying to help out in any way possible so i think that's a cultural thing for me i don't know if that if you guys share the same thing and um, just being like open and willing to accommodate people when you can if not as long as it's not too inconvenient for you because you know there are always those tight times but yeah that's that's mm one thing for me um so i'm going to jump into something else which is almost similar to what we did before but um i want you guys to talk about something that's peculiar or unique to where you guys are from um something that you really appreciate or you've just always liked or enjoyed whether it's a festival or just anything that's unique or peculiar to you where you're from and i can start if you guys want to think about it a bit so like i said earlier i'm epic yeah. and i'm from cross river state and i think one thing that i've always found peculiar and unique to my culture is the whole wedding rites and i know if you, i know if, if anyone anyway, said that we will talk mm. about weddings some other time but i'm just going to talk a little bit <laughs> about this i probably i won't go in depth but i was reading somewhere and this i've, I've always known but it's so easy to confuse an Igbo bride for an edo bride For a Yoruba bride, for any other bride, because I think Yoruba is, oh, yeah. (laughs) But like, epic brides are so unique. There's no way you can see an epic bride and think they are from anywhere else. From the outfits to the dancing and the whole, and there's also this one thing that we do, it's called the fastening room process, which has really evolved (laughs) over the years and the decades. But I guess traditionally it was. I think the bride will spend six months in a fattening room where the bride is spoiled from like massages okay. to food and it's also so it's called a fattening room because it's also meant to fat, to plump in or fatten the bride a bit because apparently ethic men like their women thickums. <laughs> um and it's so funny because my uncle like my uncle from my dad's side, whenever he sees me he's like, Ha huh, Amayo, you're so skinny like you just need to add a few a pounds here and there just you know add a little flesh and become a little plumper so it's just one of those things that is appreciated in FA culture sorry that I'm slacking but I don't have any goals to be fatter anytime soon and hopefully I don't have an epic husband who demands such craziness For me, but yeah, that's the unique Mm. thing about Afri culture—the wedding ceremony, the wedding outfits, and rites leading up to the wedding, the actual wedding. Yeah. Anybody else? I
2: guess (laughs)
3: not. You had a song in your
2: spirits. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Amaya has done the wedding one. I think I'll pick a festival. Um. Yeah, I'll pick a festival. So, one of the festivals that's really popular and celebrated in Ibo land is the New Yam Festival. Some people call it Iwaji or Iriji. so it's like in the, when the new harvest of yams Mm. come, um, there's like this huge celebration and eating of yams, (laughs) so there's that. (laughs) I mean, just one of those things where, of course, you have people dancing and you have masquerades, and I don't even know how to physically describe
0: mm.
2: what a masquerade is.
0: Just imagine craziness on a human being. I, I, I really do. Have...
2: <laughs> so it's like, it's like a costume. This huge, enormous <laughs> costume um that's supposed to like represent i guess maybe a spirit this is really i mean helping it's a big deal because <laughs> not anyone can
0: i said you're yeah, just really helping a big costume meant to <laughs> represent experience <a spirit."
2: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> like i really don't know how, but um it's one of those things that um not everyone can be part of that you know masquerade community like I think it's actually like generational because you know it's dealing with the <laughs> spirit world whatever google masquerades in <laughs> nigeria and you will be pleasantly or unpleasantly surprised <laughs> so yeah the masquerades, music and of course people sharing their new yams and new yams are different from old yams because they're soft and so yeah there's there's that festival
3: um, this is Ifeua, and I was actually trying to think if there's anything uh, similar to masquerades in the States or or whatever. I think there, there probably is, I just don't remember right now. Um, or maybe not even in the States, but like Mexi- Mexican culture Global. or something, or someplace. Mm-hmm. And there probably is, I just don't remember any right now. But anyways, I think... For me, I was thinking when Amaya talked about wedding, and I was thinking, okay, what is something unique to my culture? And then I remembered Omugwo, hmm. which is not necessarily like unique to just, I don't think only Igbos like do it, but in Igbo culture, it's called Omugwo. So when a woman um, gives birth and she has her child, then either, I think most, I think typically her mother comes to her hmm. house and stays with her for a couple weeks to a month or however long and helps. Um her child, like her daughter, um with the baby, and so it's essentially um tradition of like the mother helping her daughter like transition into her own i guess time of motherhood and I just just the name of mugwa it's just it just rolls off your tongue, um, so that's one thing I think <clears throat> other cultures might do this where like, and I don't think it has to be. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, like in Yoruba culture, like ethnic or what it's called. But I think typically in like most families, like if the daughter, especially if it's her first child, like the mother comes over and like helps her um, take care of her child. But yeah, that's my my contribution.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is not my culture because I can't think of anything unique to my culture. But because I stay in Accra, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like. The environment I know and the culture I know. Um, there's just this period where it's like a period of silence, no noise making, like drumming, clapping. No, you can clap um, <laughs> because I think they believe. I I don't want to give you false information. I think it's just it's the oh the God. festival itself is a, it's a celebration of. In remembrance of a famine, a time of famine, um, in the area on the land and stuff. So you don't make noise because I think they believe the gods or spirits or something are around, so you can't disturb them or something to that effect. I mean, churches churches respect this tradition, even though it's kind of against what they believe because it's superstitious and everything. But um. Last year, for instance, when we went to church during that week, they didn't play drums or any instruments at all because it's it's just like out of respect for them and what they do, so that's one thing I think is unique to this part of the world
0: that's so interesting, so like when was this famine or like do you, do you know how far this dates back to
1: so it was. Hold up. The famine was like
0: in. The, hold up! I saw this. One. Are you googling this right now? It's okay. <laughs>
1: I knew someone would ask that question, so I tried to Google when the famine was, but I didn't watch it didn't <laughs> work.
2: So, all right.
1: No, I don't. Uh, early 1900 It was and, in the early 1900s. Uh, yeah. Okay, wow. so I think I have one. Um, so I remember when I, like, when it was in, like, late at night, there's this, like, bridge, um, it's near, it's in Accra, but it's like where, I think it's the Garland area. So it's like Laboni area. And, um, there's this bridge there. And apparently, when you're going, like, when you're going to cross the bridge, you have to either, um, beep, or you, like, shine your lights because the go- the children of the gods are crossing it. Yeah. I don't know. Something you... like that. So, that's something and unique. And if you don't do And if that... you don't do that, like, you, you know, a curse or something may be put on you. I don't know. Something like that.
0: Yeah. But, like, why, why do you have to shine your light at you, night? You flash
1: your headlights at night to... Because, like, um oh, the children of the gods... Uh, like, you know, crossing and Flash playing. Headlights. Or they're, like, playing on the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This mean, was, like, when I was younger. I don't know if it was hearsay don't, don't or... do it. or... I don't know. But we don't do it. And so far, we haven't been cursed. Well, at least I think we haven't been cursed,
0: so... <laughs> <laughs> I just wrap up the episode. What do you think culture is going to be like, cultures and traditions, to, um... the uh, the coming generation, the younger ones, like, when we have children, what do you think we'll be able to pass on to them um, with people more open and exposed to Western cultures um, and some cultures and ethnic groups and traditions becoming extinct these days? Like, what do you think it's going to mean to us and to our children and to our children's children a couple of years from now?
1: So, I have, like... This is just, like, a s- small rant. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. Like, children of today, uh-uh. <laughs> it's like, huh? You know, they expect you to greet them. And I'm just like, look at you, like, who are you? It's just going to be really westernized. Like, the way things are going, like, I feel like we're copying the... Um, it's not a bad thing, but it's not a good thing as, as well because we're kind of losing our culture and, um you know, following the westernized way of doing doing things. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to, like, weddings. The cost of white weddings in this country mm-hmm. ridiculous. ridiculous. I'm just like, why? Like, why would you invest in that? But that's just, I mean, if you're willing to invest in that, cool. But I feel like, you know, that is a sacred thing that you should have, like, just maybe family members. I mean, family members is, like, they are huge, but I mean, I feel like you shouldn't, like, you know, try and outdo yourself. And yeah. nowadays, yes. trying to outdo themselves. And it's not even uh-huh. necessary. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the marriage, it's between you and your husband. No one knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Oh. When things are going mm-hmm. wrong, Um, those people that were there mm-hmm. are going to now have kokonsa things. Kokonsa <laughs> means, like, be able to gossip and say nasty things about your marriage and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. And I just feel like, you know, it's gonna be hard to, it's gonna be hard to live in this um, the kind of economy that we live in if things are not fixed, especially in Ghana. Like I feel like our economy is just becoming worse and worse, and like um, the politicians are just kind of greedy. They are not thinking about other people. You know, they are just thinking about themselves. Take, 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 and they don't care about anyone else apart from themselves. So it's making things harder, and of course, because of that, parents don't really have time for their children. So, would rather hire like a house help or someone to look after their children. So they're not really there for their children, and I feel like it's even going to become worse during our time. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow, that's so interesting. I, I, I like how you tie that in with like politics and like the economy because it's true. I mean. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get work here and there because money's tighter and the economy, like, there, there aren't that many jobs. So they're out there looking for jobs and there's nobody at home to actually instill those values that we've been talking about, all this respect and stuff in their children. So no wonder kids these days. It's a serious problem. <laughs> oh, seriously. Like, there's no respect. But yeah, anybody else? Thank you so much, mama for sharing I, and thank you
2: for the rants we're all about the rants because anger should not be mm-hmm. internalized Mika um, over here and I feel like I mean, when I think about not just my culture but culture in general I kind of think of it in terms of mm-hmm. like food right so by that I mean if someone told you that you could only eat mac and yeah. cheese for breakfast lunch and dinner every day at some point, you're going to be tired of eating mac and cheese every single day. And I think culture is, is that way. Like, the moment we start thinking, oh, everything needs to be westernized, you, mm-hmm. you'll you get tired, you know, and you're going to want variety. And I think culture is that, you know, variety that just mm-hmm. keeps us all going. Where do I think our kids will be? Hopefully, you know, they would be learning Igbo on, you know, the apps that they have now. <laughs> Um, hopefully, they would be able to converse with someone in Igbo and it's so funny because the article was saying who has you know <laughs> helped, and you know you never you never know where you're gonna be. Sometimes you know that language might be something that you hear when you're in a foreign land, and you're like, oh my god, there is someone <laughs> like me who's here. Um, I'm I'm all about you know culture, and I really really one thing I know I really appreciate was when we were in high school we had to take um, a language and I really, really appreciated the fact that, you know, they would teach us all these stories and songs and omina <laughs> and all these things, you know, that were, you know, part of that are part of who we are that you might not necessarily see on TV or, you know, watch in movies, but are actually, you know, cool things. So I I would hope that my kids would be, you know, speaking Igbo or whatever other language their father speaks. Probably Portuguese, but Okay <laughs> um. Wow <laughs> yeah. Like we said, this this marriage thing would be a whole different podcast all by itself. And yeah. That's my
3: Um this is if anyone right here and I have I don't know, I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> um Huh <sighs> like <clears throat> I mean 'cause I think like what you said about like I guess what? Okay, I don't know. Let me backtrack and just set to put my thoughts together. I think I'll just start by saying that I feel like, and to echo like I think what Mame said about like culture becoming westernized. I think I really agree because, mm-hmm. just for example, like now English is a it's like the default language almost. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's Mm -hmm. what you need to know how to speak to get a job to, um, even like, even like with accents, like you have to have a certain accent to sound educated, you know, there's a way you should Mm -hmm. sound. And I think a lot of those things definitely trickles into culture and like how kids are raised these days and like the names we choose to give them, what language we speak Mm. to them in. And even today I spoke with my mom and we spoke English throughout. (laughs) Um you know and it's like you know how can that happen you know as often as I speak with my mom and then when I have kids she's going to be like why don't you speak Igbo to your kids I'm like dude you never spoke Igbo yeah. to me <laughs> you know why would I then yeah. like turn and teach my kids Igbo if like, you're not like that's not the language you're communicating um and I don't know it's it's just fascinating because like my mom when she speaks to her um her sisters and her own mother or her uncles, like, they speak in Igbo. That's the language that they converse in. But when she speaks to my mm-hmm. brother and I, like, we, like, speak in English. Even though sometimes she would say some things mm-hmm. in Igbo and, like, we would respond in English. Um And then, I mean, culture just embraces, like, it embraces language. It embraces, you know, how we celebrate weddings. You know, there's so much that we pour into white weddings and it's almost like Anyways, that's a whole nother <laughs> episode. But also, like, food as well. Like, you know... Now... And I don't know. Maybe it's also, like, my perspective is being colored because I'm, like, in the States right now. And maybe some... Like, I don't know, Amaya, maybe your take on this is different now that you're, like, back... You've moved back home. Um, but I think it's true. Like, the way our culture is evolving now, it's becoming more and more westernized in music. And I think... I don't know, a technology, the evolution of technology is also coming into play, like, the apps that are made, like, there's nothing in Igbo, like, so people are being forced to, like, to navigate, you know, to become tech savvy, mm-hmm. like, you have to know English, you know, there's all these things that I think for you to survive in this climate, and like, you almost, yeah, you almost have to become westernized, like, what you watch on TV, and, like, what you listen to, mm-hmm. Um which is sad, and I don't know. I just... I, I almost feel sad. <laughs> but it's... Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, for, for me now, like, culture is... I don't know. It's it's a, it's a complex question. And... Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's... Thing. You make a really good point. That I don't know if it just because we're here in the States, because I I remember very vividly, it was like my second semester, second semester um, freshman year, just this hyper awareness of like, wait, I'm I'm Nigerian, I'm African, I'm Igbo, like people are asking you all these questions about your continent and you're just like, wait, what? Like, I don't know this stuff. And then like, I'm just out there Googling, calling my parents, asking (laughs) for information, and then just realizing there's so much to my culture that I don't know, and there's so much that I need to know if I want to be able to pass it on to my kids. So I guess you know, in the end, coming to America wasn't too bad.
3: <laughs> I mean, and then but then at the end of the day, it's like, what like, and I think I I skimmed through the article that Amaya shared, which we would po- we would post in the in the episode notes, but. It's, I mean, it's almost like this sense of, like, sentimentality aside, why are you passing that on to your kids? Because, like, now mm. it's like, okay, you're teaching them things that would help them, and I think this is, okay, just uh, to focus my thoughts, like, say language, for example, right? Like, you're teaching yeah. them Igbo, like, okay, for sense, to be sentimental, like, to preserve your culture so that they can speak their, um, your family's language, but, like, when they go to school, depending on where they go to school, like, their jobs, like, the apps that they use, or, like, the manuals that they read, like, they're not... I mean, as much as I love my language, like, it's not a national mm-hmm. language, which also, like, which makes it hard. Like, uh, like, um, unlike languages like French and Spanish, where, like, they're considered national languages. But languages that are ethnic languages, I think they're much more at a risk of being forgotten because on a national scale, they're not considered on par with other languages like English and French and Spanish Um, so I think that's I think that's one of the the obstacles we keep running into is that they're not recognized in other countries so they're much harder to cling onto but then again I would say like to be optimistic that there's hope that you know Mm -hmm. Igbo has been around for a long time, Europe has been a lot of these ethnic languages have been around for a while so maybe there's hope that in spite of how westernized the world is becoming, maybe there is space for ethnic languages to keep thriving.
2: Yeah, I mean, Mandarin isn't like it is an ethnic language, right?
0: Mm, no, I think it's more of a. I don't know.
2: I don't know. That's a good question.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, if anybody but then knows, again, like, uh, also like, but I then, think Mandarin s- is more like international because you can. Okay, so for example, in. I don't know if this is a good example, but for, so in, in China they would have classes taught in Mandarin, right? Like in universities, for mm-hmm. example. Is there any like, Nigerian university where they would teach in in native language? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think like classes, like all the classes yeah. in Nigeria, are taught in English. Like the universities, but I could be wrong. I don't know if that's a good example. But I think and I think with the way um things are developed in China, right? There are apps and they're um like people learn Mandarin in different countries. So they are, like, there are like textbooks and stuff that have been written in Mandarin. I don't know, I just think it's hard to compare Mandarin to any Nigerian language with its reach and its
2: No, I think I think the point I'm trying to make is has it I mean, hasn't has it always been like one of those languages oh, to oh, learn oh okay from time just like english or hmm. french i
0: don't you know think so but I, mean? I just think i think with the rise you know? of china and how it's taken over the world pretty much i think it, it has <laughs> become that like, like french or um spanish and english so i just think it's just with with its growth it's become yeah a forced, like, yes powerful, china has like, become a force to work on with and everyone's like okay fine let's see what. Let's try and break into this Chinese, you know, I don't know, bubble or economy or whatever. So, until Nigeria becomes that kind of country.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then again, like you said, like, like we said earlier in the episode, there's so many it's languages. So many. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like how do you decide which is so that's I think that's also partially why like English is the it's almost the default. Like everybody should be able to speak mm-hmm. English because there's so many languages being spoken. Which you know, hey, we were not intended to be one country from the beginning. Some white man came up. that's not good way. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh. let me bring all the people together and call it mm-hmm. Nigeria. So,
1: hence, mm-hmm. we have so many languages. So, a national, like ethnic language, you
0: guys don't know. No, have that. so our national language is no. English, but then we have these three: so Yoruba, Ibo, and Hausa are the m- major languages or ethnic groups in Nigeria. But our national language is English. Yeah, wait, wait what? What is it in Ghana?
1: Like a <laughs> tree, um, mostly tree. Okay. Ga,
0: but, yeah. our, official but it, our
1: official language is English. Our official language is English. Yeah, they don't speak yeah. okay. But teach... do you
0: find that most people speak Twi? Yeah,
1: people yeah. people know how to speak Twi. Like, if you speak Twi with people, they will understand.
0: Okay. So is it yeah. strange that... Is it strange for somebody your age to not be able to speak Twi?
1: Well, I don't know how to speak it really well. <laughs> like, when I'm in school, oh, that's what, like, I speak, because then I feel like... I have a safe place. I can, like, hmm. speak it with, like, my friends, and I'll be like, yeah, you know. Like, maybe we'll teach, like, some of the, like, American kids some of the words. Yeah. yeah. Because okay. English, I feel like English, everyone understands it, and it's just, like, you know.
2: Convenience.
1: Even even with pigeon, like, even though, like, I'm not really good at speaking pigeon, <laughs> like, when you're speaking pigeon, the Americans don't really understand it, but then... Like, if you listen really well, it's just like English, but. Yeah. But I think coming to think about it, when, um, I was on campus, um, you, you'd find that the Ghanaian students could come together, even though we're all from different places. Some of us are Ghana, some of us are Ewe, some of us are Fancy. But we all, like, spoke tree. We came together and could speak tree. But when you see the Nigerian students, you never really saw them actually I they, I don't recall ever hearing the Nigerians talking to each other in their language, wow. probably like one guy he was Yoruba and there's another Yoruba girl then he just say like one thing which appeared to be like a greeting or something or just like. A, a simple phrase that probably everyone seems to understand, but they never really gather.
0: This is very like, interesting to hear. Never,
1: I never heard like the Nigerians like something. So it was. It, it's right now that I'm actually thinking about it that that's that's pretty interesting to realize that we all came together and we could speak the truth. But then, and it used to piss the Nigerians off. <laughs> I can only imagine. Emma couldn't stand it. Like oh she hated it when together, and we all
0: started. Speaking tree, and then she's just sitting there. Just a disclaimer, Emma is my sister, and Emma went to school with Mama and Mommy, so <laughs> yeah, that's how I knew them. Shout out to Emma. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess it's time to wrap up this episode. I feel like I, I had a-, a few more things to say, but oh well, <laughs> throw that into the air. But thank you guys so much for sharing. Thank you so much, Mama and Mommy. Thank you for joining us. Um, so Wait, so I have a question. Do you guys still have your, did you know fact or did you, is that what you said before, mama? mama?
1: They said the first match that was ever played, football match that was mm-hmm. ever played in Ghana mm-hmm. took place in 1903 under a moonlight. And I've never heard something so random, like, sorry. And it was,
0: and it was played where?
1: Under a moonlight in 1903. And that was okay. the first football okay match that was ever played in Ghana. I don't know who was between or what, but it was between Ghana and someone. Oh,
0: I would hope it was hopefully it's not Ghana Ghana Ghana. versus Ghana
3: versus (laughs) Ghana versus some spirits. (laughs) Some ghosts.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's interesting.
3: Sorry guys, I don't know how to behave myself. (laughs) No, it's okay.
0: It's okay. Alright, I guess I will end the episode. With that, um thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to our listeners. So we're just about to wrap up with what we're doing, what we're reading, what we're watching. Anybody who wants to start? So Mama, mami we usually just go around and talk about if we're reading any new books or watching any new movies or TV shows or listening to any new podcasts. We just do that really quickly and then we wrap up.
3: Um, this is Ife and I'm currently, um, reading, I just started reading a new book. It's called Girl at War. It's by, um, Sarah Novick, and I'm really, really excited to read this book. I, like, I have this app called Goodreads, um, and so someone I follow, um, suggested this book, and it's set in croatia and then later on in the plot it shifts to the u.s so like a civil war breaks out in yugoslavia and so like it affects the life of this young girl who's living in croatia and her and her family i believe have to move to the u.s and it just talks about how like she grapples with her past while living in the states and i was just really interested to hear about somebody else somebody else somebody who's not like nigerian and like the experience as an image so like,
2: well, was, was it it was like
3: 2013 when Chimamanda mother released her book americana and so just interesting to get another perspective on that and somebody's mm-hmm. i guess life in the states and so i'm excited about that and then the other thing i wanted to shout out is <laughs> i feel like we've spoken about Fowles so much and this podcast that he needs to sponsor us but yeah, well, we can share this one. Falls just dropped a video for... Well, just as in last week or two weeks Ooh. ago. A video Mommy for his Mama, song Soldier, there. which is on his latest album. Um, and it's such a wonderful video. It's such a great song. The album <laughs> itself is fantastic. We've spoken about it so much. Um, but yeah, that's that's my what I'm yeah, reading girl. and listening to and watching. Yeah. Well...
2: Mommy and Mama, you guys were saying, or?
1: Um, what? Reading. I'm not reading any book currently. I'm reading <laughs> my sister's um, <laughs> school papers for her, editing that. that that's that's yeah, the okay. only reading I do. Um, Sorry, I, I'm not mm-hmm. big on books at all. I...
3: That's fine. Maybe you're watching or listening to something.
1: Watching, I'm watching what movies. <laughs> I just watched um, Ride Along Two and War Room, which are two great movies. I particularly liked War Room. It's like just this uh-huh. woman who prays a lot for her husband. They were having issues and stuff, and the prayer seemed to work. It was just an interesting movie. Nothing like great, yeah. And I'm listening to a lot of music. A lot of in in your fields music because I like nice. to be in my fields.
3: <laughs> awesome. So I
1: am. So wait, was that man, Mama? Yeah, that was Mama. Okay. okay. So this is Mama. Um, so I've been kind of reading on. Kissinger um, diplomacy. I've actually read this book before, but mm-hmm. I never actually get it. So I just wanted to see if I'll be able to get it. And I really like. I find it hard to read, but this particular guy, like I don't agree with certain Nothing. things that he says in the book. So it's like kind of frustrating mm-hmm. me that I don't understand. <laughs> you know him as well as I want to. Um. No. And what like I watched um War Room. I really like that movie, it was really deep.
2: Like you I'm also watching Falz's um soldier video. I really like the cinematography, the storyline. And Falz is just an all-around good guy, so I like that. Um one thing I'm definitely following is a group of young Nigerians called Grow with Nigeria. And um, they put together different STEM FX groups to help demystify the process of career development in Nigeria. So they like um, set up different opportunities for Nigerian students to explore different careers in the STEM field um, that they normally wouldn't have the opportunity to do. So this last summer, they had one, and the students got to visit uh, Luth, which is one of the teaching hospitals, and talk to different doctors and see different... Procedures and processes happen. So go check them out. www.growwithnigeria.org And as far as reading, I'm reading my textbook. (laughs) Biology of Cancer. But yeah, that's that's it.
3: Nice. Um, So Maya had to leave. um, But I just want to say on her behalf and on behalf of everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Not Your African cliche. Mm-hmm. And I just want to thank Mame and Mama one more time for joining us on this episode. We really appreciate it. <laughs> um yeah, so check us out on Facebook at not um your African cliche. Also we're on Twitter at N Y A C podcast. And we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. Please subscribe, please rate, please leave a review for us. We really appreciate it. We're also on Stitcher for our (laughs) Android users. Um, Okay, so thank you guys. And until next time, we're not your African cliche. Bye.